Well, welcome everyone to the Awake Podcast, episode two. We are so excited to have you back. If you don't know me, I'm your host, Liam, joined as always by Joe Hishma. Joe, welcome. Hey everyone, good to have you here. Thanks for connecting with us this month. Super excited to hear all of the stories about all of you guys who have gotten together over the course of this last month to talk about episode one, which covered friendships and relationships. I loved hearing those stories and... It was really cool to get to talk with Joe about that myself and kind of get to reflect on the fact that, you know, we're in two very different stages of our lives. That's right. And as you and I both take a look at the guys that we have ahead of us, the guys that we have beside us, the guys that are behind us, it was a really impactful time for me to reflect on uh, where my relationships are lacking and also where they're really rich. And I've really appreciated that. And so one of the things that it kind of got me thinking about, and it's great that we're leaning into this conversation today, is the area of influence. You know, and at different stages of our life, we kind of have a a better understanding of what our influence is. And so guys, today, Joe is going to walk us through what influence is. And we have a, a great diagram for you. It's called My Tree of Influence. That'll be attached to the email that'll get sent out this week. So when you guys get together with your groups, we definitely want you to have this, spend the time working through it. But Joe, would you take some time to just walk us through Absolutely. what you mean by influence? Okay. So when we speak of influence, um, there's two sides to it. You can see it as power because uh, leaders need influence. That's leading is influence, which means power over people or power to move people from one point to the next. What I would say about influence is that it's the weight. It's, it's the weight of your thoughts, your prayers, your words, your actions in the lives of others. So whenever I think about influence, if you have, um, if you have a flag in the wind, the influence of that wind is going to move that flag to be fully fully known and fully aware of, of what's going on and what that flag is all about. <laughs> um, and, and you're just like that wind does that. It's not always noticeable and it's not always something like a power you fully understand, but it's really the weight, your weight in other people's lives. And when I think about um, where in the scriptures does it talk to us about influence, I just go back to a really simple verse. It's one of the most memorized when you think about influence. It's 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, where Paul says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And so those um, those areas for Timothy to be an example were really about, if you want your influence, the weight of your life needs to be a, a, a picture of what's the best way to speak the best way to conduct your life. Uh, what is love? What does it mean to be a person of faith? What does it mean to have integrity and to be a pure person? And so that's what I'm going to be talking about when I talk about this. And as we look at the um, tree of influence that you have that diagram with, I'm asking you to take a look at all the people that are in your lives in, the, in, in those areas. So there's families, there's friends, people at work, people at church, people in your community, and even people in the world beyond those the scope of what those first five areas um, talk about. And I want you just to write the names of people that you connect with 
um, at least once a month in that category. And so, Liam, I asked you to do that in yeah. preparation for this. Tell me how that process went. Yeah, um, I needed a lot more space than, <laughs> than I thought I did. Oh, you're so popular. Yeah, Is that exactly. What you're yeah, just a quick humble brag there. Yeah. Um, it was it was honestly humbling and a little overwhelming to realize like, how many people I interact with over the course of a month. Granted, yeah. you know we're a part of a, a, a large church family, and so by sure. nature we get to interact with people on the weekends and have a lot of meaningful interactions there. And I, I loved getting to reflect on that. But I really tried to focus in on who who are the people that I have something of a meaningful interaction with once a month. It's not just kind of you know, those one-offs, but kind of like you were saying that there is, there's a level of influence and opportunity there. And the, as best as I could count it, there's somewhere around three to 400 people in a month that I have a huge number. Yeah. Okay. And that's just people that you know, that you're aware of. Right. Okay. So then you go to social media and you're not the most active person on social media. I am not at all. But if you are. Yeah. Then you look at all the numbers of people who see your tweets and posts or opinions or thoughts yeah, or exponential, rants, whatever you want to do there. Right. Then it just explodes, right? That's, those are that, that's why they call that a big social media term is an influencer, mm-hmm. is that your, your voice, your words are heard from a lot of different people and you have a greater power with that. And I think that's why humility is so important in this whole mix of um, not thinking of yourself with sober judgment, as Paul writes again, not drunk on yourself, because that's being under the influence of pride Mm -hmm. versus humility. So when I did this, I counted people that I preached to, and I had over 5,000 people on a month that I would influence in some way. Mm -hmm. They would hear my words, and I, again, was humbled by that. And I didn't do this. I'm not doing this to brag or anything. (laughs) It's just, oh my goodness, if I'm preaching angry... Okay. And I just think it's me getting some vent out. Okay. If I'm preaching angry and I'm not led by the spirit, that I can get a false picture of that influence. Or if I, if I don't interact with it well, with the scriptures well, um, and I don't take my position seriously, knowing that God has placed me in front of people to share a timeless message and ultimately point people to God. I mean, I don't want this to go sideways on me. And so yeah. just seeing that kind of humbled me. Yeah, I mean, you're you're recognizing the wake that those opportunities have, or the potential wake that That's it right. could have. It boats overturned or That's right. people, you know, flourishing in the wake that you leave behind. That's right. I think the second thing I did as I looked at it, I looked at family, and um, my wife only has one husband, it's me. (laughs) My kids only have one father, it's me. My influence there is more important than my influence in other places. And that doesn't mean that I I don't have an uh, emphasis of advancing the gospel beyond my family. We can definitely worship family. Mm -hmm. We're not here to do that. But but that primary influence are people who I come across every day who God has put me in their lives to have an influence that points points them to Christ also is important. Yeah, and I think if we're not if we're not willing to be intentional there. It's yeah. probably not going to spill over outside of the home. So That's it's, right. it's a great place for us to start if we haven't started somewhere, being Absolutely. intentional about our influence. That's right. Okay, so um, tell me a little bit as you have... So you and I are kind of in a unique context where our work, 
yes. is predominantly around believers most of the day. That's right. So can you speak a little bit to the, the power of intention and influence for a lot of our guys who are listening, who their work, they're surrounded by people who might not believe like them. Can, yeah. can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So as I think about um, influence with the gospel, certainly there's that moment when someone says, I don't know, Liam, what do you believe? Okay, that's the slow pitch for your faith. <laughs> But it, it, if you look at how that moment comes about, it ultimately comes about by how you've treated them before that, how you respond to the same things they have to deal with that might be fair or unfair at work, um, the great moments of success when you land the deal or to the worst moment uh, of their day. They are watching. And so many times you think that um, influence is something that um, you can be very intentional about. And yes, I think it's best when it is intentional. But if you're not thinking, oh my goodness, I have a wake here. I have a weight in this environment. Um, you're not going to usually make a positive influence on that. I've got, I've got five laws of influence if you want to hear those. Yeah, let's okay. go there. So the first one is influence. Whatever weight you have in the lives of others is a gift of God. And that's not something if you, and because of that, it's something God has provided you. It's not something you deserve or have won for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so to receive that as a gift, God has placed, don't we all want that? We all want to be, we want to speak to be heard. We want to do significant things. We want to come alongside and make people's days better. I mean, on my best days, that's what I want to be. And yet God says, okay, I'll, I'll put you in that. Mm -hmm. I'll put you in that environment. So don't neglect that gift. It's a gift. And secondly, um, your influence is greater than you think. One of the reasons I had to do the tree of influence is so that you realize, oh my goodness, it's not just a few people. There's people, even the people I drive around, who I didn't plan to be around, are influenced. Yeah, positive or negative. Positive yeah. or negative. Yeah, that's, it's, it's usually greater than you think. And this is a third law. Influence is always active. You might think, oh, well, I, I'm not in the boardroom, and so my, my voice doesn't matter. But your negative influence, what you say around the water cooler... Mm -hmm. um, when someone's frustrated and you just let them vent and you don't move them towards resolution or to resolve conflict, I mean, you can go, well, I'm just being a good friend. But you really, what, what comes down to when you're the one complaining or when you're the one hearing that, your influence is there always to bring about the goodness and the flourishing of a life with God. And so um, when when you're thinking it's not active, when you is it's usually when you think you're not that important. Mm -hmm. And usually some of the worst damage is done by people who don't think they're significant, who don't think their voice matters, who thinks or think, you know, that my company owes me something or look at how they treat me. I'm going to form the resistance against them. That's where you can be a negative influence. Yeah. Like it's not passive, right? right. It doesn't just sit still. Even if it, you think that you're not moving <laughs> to some grand influential platform, yes. you know, you're still influencing people wherever you're at. That's right. So try this. I, I'm not actually asking you to try it, but <laughs> let's say you go home tonight and you just sit on the couch and your wife says, what's for dinner? And you go, and you said, you handle it, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and you didn't get up at all. You just sat and you lived in your own little world. What influence would that be? Very negative. <laughs> Very negative. <laughs> yeah. How would she feel if you didn't respond to her 
passivity is mm-hmm. negative, is negative influence. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have to realize, look, I, I can make a difference here, and God has placed me in here to make a difference and to be a blessing. And so I have to take responsibility with influence. That's why, again, a godly man rejects passivity with influence, accepts responsibility with it, leads courageously, it means gets up off the couch, yep. <laughs> or speaks the word that take cur- that takes courage to say. Maybe even at the price of a laugh or the price of, um, I think I, I just needed someone to vent to. I mean, mm-hmm. that you could go back and move it towards something good is really important. And I think there's a there's also a darker side of influence too. You know, that's that's not just what we would call passivity, but it's like mm-hmm. active negative influence. Yes. And I think about you know the story of Absalom, David's son who he saw the way his father was leading the kingdom. He goes and stands at the city gate and he's like, oh, that I would be king. Yes. All of the things that would get done around here. And he's using the weight of himself as, you know, an heir to the king right. kingdom of, of Israel and Judah and trying to drum up support for him to, to take over so that he can get what he wants. That's so. Right. There is both the the negative passive side and the negative active side that we have to recognize too. I think that's important. So don't you see that um, tendency in you when you, if you're more of an outgoing driven person and you walk into a room and no one's taking control, but there is someone in control, they just aren't necessarily doing or leading like you would lead. And so there's a tendency for you to go, I don't know if I led this thing, it'd be so much better, so much more effective. Said under your breath to the person next to you. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. That's a great. Real world example, yeah, and so that's negative influence. Yep. What what can you do to be a better influence in that environment? Mm-hmm. And then law number four is to be positive. Your influence needs to be intentional. I think this is really key because it's not like you have to have a plan for intention for for being uh, influential. It's but it it does need to be something that you go that you're aware of. And we've focused all through this awake series that we're not only awake to uh, the needs of people around me and who God is and who I am in that. But we're also aware uh, of what to do in situations so that when I know what to do, I can be available Mm -hmm. and I can actually be uh, intentional there. And so I think that's what we need to realize is that um, really, especially when the kids are young, you don't have an off switch. You can't Mm -hmm. just turn them off. And that's usually where we go into the negative, dangerous things in our lives. We turn them off and we turn on other things that excite us because we're having to drudge through something, a difficult decision, when God might just have us there to make the place better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then finally, law number five is tomorrow's legacy is determined by today's influence. Um, Who do you want to be tomorrow? That's um, when you end up in a place you never intended to be. It's usually because you didn't take responsibility with influence. Mm-hmm. You've made decisions or you've delayed on decisions or you ne- neglected a decision or neglected a direction that led you to a destination that you never planned, never wanted to be. And here you go, what do I do now? And again, it's never too late to understand the weight of your words and your ways and make a positive difference in those places. And so um, those are my five laws. Um, I don't know if anyone else came up with those, but I came up (laughs) with them. I don't, (laughs) they're probably written somewhere. Somewhere. I just don't, I haven't met the dude yet, so I couldn't cite them. (laughs) Right. 
just to speak to that last law, because that's yeah. something that like legacy is something that's been on my mind a lot recently. Yeah. And I, I went through this really helpful exercise with a mentor of mine where he had us, we, we wrote a eulogy of what wow. I would want to be said of me at the end of my life. And kind of having yeah. that perspective in mind helped me to be more intentional with how I live today because sure. I want that picture of, of Christ-likeness and humility and thoughtfulness, authenticity and graciousness to be true today That's so great. that it is true at the end of my life also. And that was just a helpful exercise for yeah. me. That's really good. I've, I've found that like, if you blend friendship and your family together, if your family and your friends can speak into your life every once in a while, it's a powerful influence. Mm -hmm. If they just exert that, hey, uh, Liam, this is the man I know you to be. This is the person I see what God is doing in your life. And so again, when, when you activate family and friendships, where most of your identity is affirmed, as a man of God, as a child of God, when those activate, I mean, it just has a huge power, huge force in your life. And you now have reps in mm -hmm. how to make uh, or to be an influence, a positive influence in the lives of others. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, Joe, do you have anything else for us before we kind of move on to what their group's going to look like this this month? Yeah, I'll let you go on through that. I think I, I dumped the, the dump truck of all the angle of <laughs> yeah. influence right now. I'll let you deal with that. I think we could get 20% of this stuff active in our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> we take a lot of steps forward. Absolutely. Joe, thank you for walking us through that picture. And guys, when you get together with your groups this month, we would love for you to walk through the discussion questions that are going to be in the guide that we send to you. But before you get together with your group, make sure to spend some time working through your tree of influence and just lean in and see how many people God has you interacting with in meaningful ways that you have an opportunity to leave a positive impact on, to reflect the love of Christ to, and to leave a legacy, a, a positive wake that doesn't leave boats overturned, but allows people to flourish because they know you. Mm -hmm. And what I would love as you guys are continuing to meet with your group is, is for you to share stories with us about how you guys are working through this material together, how you might be growing how this might be helping you to look more like Jesus. We cannot wait to be with you again next month, and we hope you guys have a great time meeting together, and we will see you next time. Joe, thank All you. Right. Thank you, guys. Have a great month. <laughs>